0: Now, in one month's time, we'll be faced with a couple of questions. Would you like to extend the definition of the family? And would you like to remove a clause in the Constitution that references a woman's life and a mother's duties in the home? The referendums will take place on the 8th of March, which is International Women's Day. So just to spell it out very clearly what's involved, the articles in question are as follows. Article 4111, it currently states... The state recognises the family as the natural, primary and fundamental unit group of society and as a moral institution possessing inalienable and imprescriptible rights, antecedent and superior to all positive law. Hard really to get your head around it even as it is. Anyway, the proposal is to uh, change it to the following. The state recognises the family and this is the bit that's added, whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships as the natural primary and fundamental unit group of society and as a moral institution possessing inalienable and imprescriptible rights antecedent and superior to all positive law. That's the first measure upon which you'll be asked to vote. The second one, Article uh, 43.131, says at the moment, the state pledges itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage on which the family is founded and to protect it against attack. And they're going to delete uh, one phrase in that and it now goes, the state pledges itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage and to protect it against attack. In other words, it takes out on which the family is founded. So joining me uh, is Fergus Finlay, columnist with the Irish Examiner, and uh, Estelle Birdie, writer and spokesperson for the Silent Protest Advocacy Group. Good morning and welcome to you both. Good morning. Hey, thanks, Pat. You're voting yes, yes, yes. I
1: am. I am. I can't wait, actually. I, I think we've been 50 years... Uh, waiting for the first of these changes, the, the, um, the woman in the home change. Uh, when it was put in, it was objectionable. It's always been objectionable. Uh, it's sexist, outdated, patronising, condescending language. It's not a coincidence uh, that, you know, it was drafted by the then Archbishop of Dublin or certainly had the enthusiastic support of the then Archbishop of Dublin. And it has made a statement about women, throughout all those years, that has never been acceptable. Um, and I'm delighted to see it go, absolutely delighted to see it go.
0: Can't wait to vote for that one. Um, and what about you, Estelle?
2: Well, I fundamentally, and the silenced protest fundamentally disagrees with Fergus. Um, we don't find, and nobody has been able to explain to us exactly what is so objectionable about something that recognises the value to society of women's work in the home.
0: And that particular article, the state shall therefore endeavour to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their well, duties that's the, in the Well, that's home. the
2: second part. The first part of 41.2 recognises the value to society of, of women's work in the home. And we don't find, as feminists and women's rights activists, we don't find that there's anything objectionable about recognising that. We think it's important. You're saying
0: it's reality that so much of this work that is required, the caring work, is actually done by women?
2: It's actually done by women, and we have no problem with that being recognised. And in fact, Susan Denham, um, former Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Susan Denham, in 2001, in the Senate case, Um, explicitly said that it doesn't 41.2 doesn't limit women at all, doesn't limit their roles to the home and in fact it's actually an acknowledgement and a recognition of the value to society of that work in the home. The second part um, of 41.2 is the most crucial part because um, all the yes side the de facto um campaign yes campaign arm of the government the um I'm, national women's
1: not, i'm not an arm of the government Oh, not out. you not fergus an arm not
2: of the you government. fergus i would never i would never say that about you fergus um no the national women's council are acting as the de also facto an independent campaign. body um when they're getting 90% of their funding funneled through the department of the minister who has said before the campaign actually got started, who has said that progressive organisations need to answer to him, presumably, but they need to answer, they need to explain themselves if they don't support a yes campaign. And a couple of days later, the National Women's Council that receives 90% of its funding from the government, from public funds, comes out with a very belligerent yes campaign founded on what can only be kindly described in many cases, what they're saying, on misinformation. So the second part is the most important part to women because we can talk about symbolism, we can use misinformation, we can link um, link it to things that it's not linked to at all, like the marriage bar or most e- egregiously to um, the awful cases of Joanne Hayes and, and Anne Lovett. But the fact is that they're relying on this symbolism. Symbolism for women doesn't put money in pockets or food in bellies. And what 41.22 does actually do is state that the state will endeavour to ensure that women will not be forced out of the home into the general labour market if they choose not to. This is, is that not
0: essentially by saying women... Uh, denying that there are male carers too.
2: No, it's not. It's not, and it and is, that has been is, shown. Estelle, it is. No, it has actually been shown in court cases. Um, I, I, I'm trying to fail to remember the name of the judge who actually said that this protection does extend to men. However, that excuse for removing but, but I mean, this it, protection it, it for mothers. It does specifically say mothers. It does specifically say mothers. It, it and I, I, mothers, mothers specifically. Not fathers. Mothers suffer the pregnancy penalty throughout their lives. So we're back to the symbolism thing. Women care about their pensions. Women care about having money to feed themselves. They have the choice to go out protected by Article 45. They can go out. Men and women equally are entitled to earn a livelihood.
1: Well, first of all, still, I really don't know why it's necessary to attack independent bodies like the National Women's Council who have fought for the rights of women. For generations, uh, under different names and I'm not, I'm not and so attacking on. them, I'm stating, well, I, facts. I, I,
2: stating well, I, facts. I think you are
1: attacking them and I think you're trying to undermine what is a really, really independent organisation. But Let's not even bother with that. This, the language of this article has been objected to by women for years and years and years. I've never heard anybody supporting that language until somebody thought it might be a good idea eventually to change it. You quoted Susan Denham in the Senate case.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've read the entire Senate judgment. I've read what Adrian Hardiman said. I've read what the Chief Justice said. I've read what Susan Denham said in that case. I don't know if you're familiar with the whole case. It is the single most egregious attack on people with disability in the history of the state, that judgment. And Susan Denham, although she made a passing references, reference to women in the home in the course of a lengthy judgment, was part of that judgment. And I have no respect whatsoever for the people who issued that judgment, because it set the cause of people with disability back for generations. But but much more to the point, this is language that patronizes women, that condescends to women, particularly, actually, that condescends to women who have spent their lives caring. In a piece I wrote recently, with my wife's permission, I quoted her as an example of somebody who gave up a career 50 years ago because of the arrival of disability at our house and has been a battler, a carer, an advocate for that entire 50 years and now finds herself regarded by the state primarily because of that kind of language, not that specific clause, but that kind of language. She now finds herself regarded by the state as a dependent on my social welfare. Right? She has no rights whatsoever. She's given a lifetime's work and service to the state will never have a right to a pension for any of that Mm. because she shouldn't have been forced, because she couldn't neglect her duties outside the home. I think we really need to take a break from this kind of stuff. It's been years and years and years... Can you just clarify
2: so. what you mean by taking a break from this kind of stuff? Now, your wife, I completely sympathise with this kind of
1: patronising language in our constitution. I completely sympathise. Give us sympathize. a break from this kind of patronising, condescending language. Right, in our I, get, I get that.
2: But if if it was the case that it, there was a pressing need to change the constitution, and we should not change the constitution unless there's a pressing, a pressing need, and we can afford it. So you're, you're conflating there. I, I do know the, the judgment not, in the Senate case, and either. I completely agree. I completely agree with you on the disability and the rights that it, it basically undermined that the, the entire case. Nevertheless, that section of Susan Denham's judgment, I, I don't think that we can argue with the chief justice. There is another example of a woman who has not been limited in any way. She was the chief justice. You worked yourself on the campaign. We were just chatting about it, um, that you worked on Mary Robinson's campaign. We've had two female presidents. Um, the, the people who are advocating for it, Orlo Connor from, from the NWCI, was named in 2018 by Time magazine as one of the 100 world's most influential people. Ivan Ibachik, um head of your own party, is now head of the oldest party in the state. She's a TD, former senator. You're saying that women have
0: been doing rather well, thank you very much.
2: Now, back Uh, to your wife, who I have a lot of sympathy for. I totally agree. She doesn't
1: need sympathy, really. She doesn't need
2: sympathy. She does need sympathy because of the economic penalty that she has suffered. She absolutely does. However, there we have in the Constitution a fantastic protection for women that has not been exerted. And yeah, but several but judges and there? legal experts have Article said...
0: Article forty one two one, In particular, the state recognises that by her life within the home, woman gives to the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. That, We're talking that
2: about 41.2.2. Yeah,
0: but no, I'm just saying that that actually is a statement of kind of, thanks very much for your trouble. You're doing us, You're doing the job that we should be doing. That's really what that particular... If you look at the website, and I'm not...
2: And what it's been replaced with is a weakening of that. It will not support carers. We would be in the silence protest and and any woman worth her salt would be very much in favour of adding in fathers, of course, give them duties as well, and carers generally. Carers are not mothers. Mothers are carers, but they are not the same. They are not the same thing. So taking away mothers...
0: Yeah, uh, but, but, but what is it replaces it with... Their... The state recognises the provision of care by members of a family to one another by reason of the bonds that exist among them gives to society a Precisely. support without which the common good cannot be achieved yes. and shall strive to support such a provision. All it does there, it would appear, is to replace a woman with a broader woman cohort of mothers. people.
2: Yes, and there should be no problem Fergus? adding back in, back in carers. The, uh, but that's not what we're doing. The, the, we're being called to the remove Association has mothers and
1: women. The Carers Association, for example, who support this amendment, have estimated that the value of care in economic terms, and social terms, uh, in Ireland, is immeasurable. The reward for care is negligible. Now, I'm going to uh, go a little off piece here. I don't think this amendment goes far enough. I really, really welcome the assessment or the statement. On that we agree. I really welcome the statement that care needs to be valued. I want it ultimately to be accompanied by the rights of carers, ultimately. But I know, Pat, and forgive me for kind of throwing me age around. I mean, several years ago, I campaigned to have the rights of children put into the Constitution. And it was argued at the time by one set of people that if you gave children rights, to be taken away parents' rights. It was argued by other set of people that the rights weren't strong enough. I knew they weren't strong enough at the time. But look what has happened since. What's happened since is the whole culture has changed. The legal culture, the political culture, the administrative culture. The idea that children's rights and needs have to be placed paramount in policy considerations has been embedded now, has been embedded as a result of it constitutional change that was seen as a bit weak and watery. That's what happens when you change the constitution. Little by little, you begin to change the culture. And it's long past time in Ireland that we change the culture around care. Nothing will happen overnight when we adopt this uh, referendum, as I hope we do. But over time, it will make a huge Mm. difference.
0: So the final words uh, to to you, Estella, Mm -hmm. uh, about what difference this would make if it's passed. Because, you know, mothers, uh, women are included in that generality.
2: Yeah, but but mothers are not, yeah, they're not, and uh, they're not included. What we're talking about is a complete excision of the words woman and mothers and a removal of that quite strong protection, which, you know, Senator Michael McDougall has told us that it is a very strong protection for women. Women need, mothers need that protection, yes, absolutely, add in something about carers with a robust guarantee to financially support carers. That is not what's happening. Women did not ask for this. No woman said to Roderick O'Gorman, do you know what? You've got 20 million knocking around. Do you know what is really busting our ovaries? The oh, aged please. and outdated language please. in the Constitution simply People have been saying this for
1: isn't. years and years and years. I mean...
2: Perhaps you say you've it, been, it, been you say saying it, isn't it You
1: say it isn't urgent. You say it, it isn't urgent. Is it's taken us a half a century to get here. It's taken us a half a century. And in the course of that half century, the tone and demeanour and language of our constitution has been oppressive to women. And at the centre of that, but, at the core of that But I'm telling you as a feminist and, and a
2: woman that it is not oppressive. It's not claim oppressive enough.
1: I have been a feminist all my life, Estelle. I don't need a lecture on feminism. All right, uh, but, A male but
2: feminist. I,
0: I, I sorry, recommend that sorry, people I do read uh, in advance of going into the polling booth uh, the uh, care and uh, the family amendments in great detail before they make up their minds. But for the moment, and we will have more discussions on this before the 8th of March, Fergus Finlay, columnist with the Irish Examiner Estelle Birdie, writer and spokesperson for the uh, silent protest. Thank you very much both for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. On News Talk.